1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, January the 30th, 2024, in the year of our Lord. On January 30, 1933, Adolf Hitler became Chancellor of Germany. Today, in 1649, England's King Charles I was executed. He was executed for high treason. Today, in 1945, during World War II, a Soviet submarine torpedoed the German ship M.V. Wilhelm Gustloff in the Baltic Sea, killed 9,000 people. Most of them were war refugees. Roughly 1,000 survived. Today, in 1968, the Tet Offensive began during the Vietnam War as communist forces launched surprise attacks against South Vietnamese towns and cities. Many of us remember that perhaps too well. Today in 1972, 13 Roman Catholic civil rights marchers were shot and killed by British soldiers in Northern Ireland. That day became known as Bloody Sunday. Today in 2017, President Donald Trump fired acting U.S. Attorney General Sally Yates. He fired her after she publicly questioned the constitutionality of his refugee and immigration ban and refused to to defend it in court. That's a few of the things that happened today in our world. Much is happening in our world today. The Bible Bible says in Psalm 119, verses 89, 90, and 91, it says this, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. God is in control, because God created everything, and God's word will stand. It will not adjust to the culture. God's word is intended to adjust the culture to eternal truth, which is God's word. That's why Paul wrote to the Philippians in Philippians chapter one verse twenty-seven. He said, Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in in the work of the Lord. I want to talk to you about someone who has taken a stand based on his deeply held beliefs. He's a medical doctor, and the government's going after him. I want to tell you his story today and a little bit of my own commentary with the story. But a whistleblower who exposed the largest pediatric hospital in the United States for allegedly prescribing Puberty blockers to minors, despite claiming otherwise. The doctor says he remains unafraid despite what he described as a politically motivated federal investigation against him. He said these people are corrupt. It's 33-year-old Dr. Ethan Hyam. He said the only way to expose it is not to play into the kabuki theater like these people are practitioners of justice. He said, it's, "If they were to, collude, if I were to collude with them, we would be sanctioning our own destruction." Hiam is a general surgeon in the Dallas, Texas area. He said, "It's not at all." He said, "I'm not at all frightened of the consequences that I might face after coming forward to journalist Christopher Rufo." He became acquainted with Rufo last year and told him his story. But I'm going to bring you forward to what's happening now. But let's go back to that meeting about a year ago. He, um, he brought some documents regarding Texas Children's Hospital, the claim that had discontinued conducting so-called gender-affirming services on minors despite telling the public it had paused the procedures. They lied to the public, and he brought evidence of that as a doctor. Texas Children's Hospital, the nation's largest pediatric hospital, has said it will no longer offer gender-affirming treatments after reviewing an order by Governor Greg Abbott for state agencies to investigate such care for transgender youth or as child abuse. But they're not willing to tell the truth. The hospital has been lying to the public, and this doctor has blown the lid off of it at a number of news organizations are now carrying right-leaning, conservative-leaning news organizations are, are carrying this story. I wanted you to be up to speed because this speaks to a larger issue in our culture, but it also is a story that's going to continue to boil at the top because people are sick and tired of what's happening. And this is an outstanding example, the largest children's pediatric hospital in our nation. Back in 2022 in Texas, February 2022, a formal opinion from Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson. I mentioned that on this program. It labeled some sex change procedures and puberty blockers for minors as child abuse under Texas law. Keep in mind, this is not a federal issue yet. It's a state issue, but it's boiling over and it's going to become much bigger. So you'll, we'll all have an understanding of this if we talk a little bit about it. This was in the wake of Abbott's order that Texas Children's Hospital promised that they would be shutting down such procedures. They said, quote, After assessing the Attorney General's and Governor's actions, Texas Children's Hospital paused hormone-related prescription therapies for gender-affirming services. This step was taken to safeguard our health care professionals and impacted families from potential criminal legal ramifications. At first, the doctor came forward anonymously with the documents featured in a City Journal article by Christopher Rufo. That was May 16, 2023, about a year ago. Rufo said, quote, Last spring, executives at Texas Christian uh, Children's, <laughs> not Christians, Texas Children's Hospital announced that they would cease performing transgender medical procedures on children, citing potential legal and criminal liability. The hospital's chief pediatrician, this Catherine uh, uh, Gordon, she's an advocate, an activist, for gender-affirming therapy. She abruptly resigned. She said, I'm not going to have any of this. We're going to do these surgeries. He continues, I have obtained exclusive whistleblower documents, Rufo, showing that despite his public statements, the Houston-based Children's Hospital, the largest in the United States, has secretly continued to perform transgender medical interventions, including the use of implantable puberty blockers on minor children. Rufo says this is Dr. Haim's claim. According to his presentation, The Children's Hospital and Baylor College of Medicine encourage doctors to begin treatment with puberty blockers and hormones during adolescence, then consider surgeries, including breast removal, genital reconstruction in adulthood, though the presenters explain that some surgical procedures could be appropriate for adolescents on a case-by-case basis. Richard Roberts he univ- was a University of Virginia trained endocrinologist and assistant professor at Baylor College of Medicine. He co-presented the grand rounds of, of all of this, and he's also listed in medical records, now we are finding out, as performing transgender medical procedures on minors at Texas Children's Hospital. According to these records, Roberts has managed patients ranging in age from 12 to 17 years old for gender identity gender dysphoria, and with indications for medication, testosterone levels, medicine, refill, and specialty services, whatever that might include. Specialty services probably includes anything you want it to include, I would presume, I don't know. Despite the hospital's statement that it had ceased these practices, Roberts has continued to manage this heavy caseload for gender-affirming care including multiple patient visits in a single day last week for gender dysphoria, gender identity, and another HRT, hormone replacement therapy. Another doctor at Texas Children's, a Harvard-trained surgeon and assistant professor at Baylor College of Medicine named Christy uh, Raylon. She has been involved in conducting transgender surgical procedures on minors. The records indicate that Raylon inserted and removed non-biological, biodegradable drug delivery implants for gender dysphoria in pediatric patients through 2022 and 2023, including one procedure on an 11-year-old female-to-male transgender person listed in records for three days after the hospital had put out a press release to the whole nation that they had stopped. They never stopped. They continued with their practice. Rufo's article was published last May. The executives at Texas Children's appear to be playing a duplicitous game, Rufo said. They announced that the hospital had stopped performing transgender medical interventions on minors, but this is simply not true. Children's Hospital doctors administered these procedures days after the announcement, and they have continued to perform them right through 2022 and 2023. They're telling the public one thing while they're doing something else behind closed doors at the largest pediatric hospital in America. Rufo added, if gender-affirming care is truly the gold standard in medicine, TCH, the Children's Hospital, should... Defend it openly, not perform it in secret. State legislatures currently are considering a bill to ban these procedures altogether and make it illegal. The the governor has taken that step. The legislators are now following up with a bill to ban them. They should launch an investigation, Rufo says, into the hospital and require those involved to account for their practices or face severe consequences. We live in a world today that rarely ever has consequences. As we see, anything can be said about anyone as long as the person making the claims against someone else is coming from the right side of the aisle, the right side of the ideology split in America. I'm not defending Trump. I don't know his personal life, but this woman the other day was awarded, what, $83 million dollars? Because she says he somehow accosted her or defamed her and then tried to touch her or something 20 some, 30 some years ago, whatever it was. I'm not saying he did or didn't. I'm just saying she's on MSNBC this morning gloating about it and telling the women on there on NBC's news station, let's go shopping. We won. That's what she said this morning. It wasn't. A serious matter. It was, hey, we got to bring down Trump. The media's on our side. Everybody's on our side. So let's do it and I'll get all this money and let's go shopping. Those are her words. Let's go shopping. On June 23rd, 2023, 20, weeks after Rufo's story broke, two agents with the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, And the inspector general reportedly showed up at Hyam's home, this young doctor's home, on the day of his residency, graduation, no less. He describes the experience as terrifying. He says, after a few minutes, he said, you realize that this is a political investigation meant to support this evil ideology. He said, this isn't just about, you know, the Hippocratic Oath this is about they're out to get me because I spoke up. He said, everybody knows what I'm saying in the hospital. They know what's going on, but no one is brave enough or fearless enough to say it out loud. He said, it was terrifying when these guys showed up at his door. He said, the agents inquired about medical records, informed him he was a potential target in an unspecified criminal investigation. So he fired off a letter, his lawyers did, for him to um, Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio and Chip Roy, who is a Republican from Texas. And uh, we basically asking for help. He was saying, somebody, will somebody stand up with me? Jordan chairs the House Judiciary Committee and the subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government. So he was the right guy to get the letter, obviously. Roy chairs the Select Subcommittee on the Constitution and Limited Government. Roy responded to the letter on social media, and he suggested that Dr. Hyam was the subject of the Biden administration's hashtag weaponized DOJ. Well, I would have to agree with him on that. The letter to the congressman claimed the investigation into Hyam was exceptionally fast. It was predicated on evidence that had not been adequately reviewed. They also alleged the investigation emerged from the easily disproved falsehood that Haim violated the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. So they came back when Haim said, hey, as a hospital, we're saying we're not doing these transgender surgeries and ruining kids' lives forever. We're saying we have stopped this and we're going right on doing it. So they turn around and bring charges against him having to do with Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA. Based on phone calls with her, Haim's lawyers also claim that the assistant U.S. attorney, Tina Ansari, the lead Department of Justice prosecutor in this case showed evidence of bias and aggressively targeted not just Haim, but his wife. Ansari, who allegedly described trans procedures as the last hope for families of such children, urged Haim to admit to wrongdoing to avoid felony prosecution and claimed it was not his job to expose trans procedures at the pediatric hospital. Well, Whose job should it be, ma'am? I mean, no one's, of course. She also used, allegedly used a personal cell phone to communicate with Hayam's attorneys, they say. They also claim that Ansari threatened Hayam's uh, wife because she advised her husband not to submit to an interview with the federal agents without an attorney president. His wife has been awaiting the completion of the federal background check to become a U.S. assistant attorney herself. She is a lawyer. The prosecutor who holds the same position said that she and the agents would not mention Miss Hyam's behavior to the background investigators to see if she is approved to be a U.S. attorney, assistant attorney. They said, we won't mention this to those that are going to be passing or failing you for this for this uh, assistant attorney position if if you do not become difficult their words they said we will not push this and we will not report you meaning so that she is not approved we will not report you unless you become difficult does that sound like another place and another time? Like Germany? Today in history, Adolf Hitler became the chancellor. And a lot of people were excited about it. They were behind him. He even started a Christian youth movement in the beginning. But that didn't end well. This has so much of the trappings of that kind of thing here in our America, our beloved created, founded under God country. What's the matter with us? We've lost our minds and now we're giving away our spirit, our heart. I have said that his wife was stunned by that kind of an affront. In other words, they said, if you talk about this, we'll see that you never get approved to be an assistant attorney general. I am told, said that his wife worked her entire life to be able to put put him in a position where she could work for the Department of Justice. And it's a privilege for her to do that because she believes in her country and believes in justice. And for them to use that as a way to threaten me is despicable. He said it's beneath the stature of assistant U.S. attorney. Well, indeed it is. It's beneath what America has been since our founding. One other matter that must be considered in this, in 2020, Forbes, Forbes estimated the market. This is four years ago now. They estimated the market value of transgender medical procedures. Oh, okay. Transgender medical procedures are the money market of that, according to Forbes, is in excess of 200 billion dollars at what was happening then in 2020 and what would be happening over the next five years, $200 billion. Do you think, do you think that had anything to do with the hospital going right ahead and mutilating these little children? Some of them as young as 11 years old. This is, this is beyond despicable. These kids have been brainwashed about gender from the get-go, from kindergarten through high school if they get that far along before they think there's something other than what they are. And now now medicine is cashing in on this. Yes, they are. billions of dollars, according to Forbes. One can only imagine how much money some of these physicians are making. Haim went public with his identity earlier this month. He spoke to Rufo in an hour-long interview on X, appearing in outlets. He was on Fox, the Daily Wire, the Blaze with uh, Beck. And despite the headwinds of opposition he's facing from those in power, he's adamant that he did the right thing. He said, man, I, I did not plan for this. I did not study for this, but here, here I am, and I've got to do the right thing. He's really going after this. And and again, this is not a small medical, um, little medical center in a small town somewhere in middle America. It's the largest pediatric hospital in our country. In addition to his conversations with the conservative media, he sat down for another interview with Rufo, which is coming out like now at some point. This time he's on video without the cover of anonymity. He's just putting it all out there. He uses words in this new interview, like evil, to describe them. He said, you can't believe that they're taking 11, 12, 13-year-old kids and starting them down this path where they're going to have to adopt an identity that's based on hatred of their true self. He said, for the rest of their life, they're going to have to be on drugs. They're going to have to deal with the complications from surgery. And he said, quote, it's all based on something that's not true. Some of the things that some of the things that drive his passion is his background, his family, the way he grew up. He said, If I don't stand up to these people, then what kind of future will I deliver my children into? He said, Because these people are just petty tyrants. Neurotic bureaucrats. And what that boils down to is that these people are simply bullies. When you're fearful, when you're afraid, that's when they're most effective. So to be fearful and scared is to steal, to seal your own death warrant. am said he also derives courage from his family history. He noted that his maternal grandfather was a Christian who rescued Jews after he was drafted into the German army during World War II. He said he had always, speaking of his grandfather, he said he had always refused to join the Nazis, but when he was drafted, he had to go. He said, but when he was in Italy, he saved Jews from the concentration camps by getting them to Northern Africa. He added that he believes today there are parallels of the same type of totalitarian ideology that afflicted Nazi Germany. Chaim said his father's Jewish side of the family, who fled to Iraq in the 1950s, were among the first generation to settle in the state of Israel despite having to live in squalor and in tents. He said there's sickness in the medical community today in America. He suggested that his heritage has steeled him to stand up against wrongdoing, which he maintained is something that many of his colleagues in the medical profession seem unwilling to do. Hayam said there has been a sickness in the medical community for a long time that only became readily apparent during COVID-19 pandemic. Medicine, he said, is increasingly grounded not in science, but in ideology and the belief that there's no objective reality that everything is subjective, that something is true because you say it's true and not because you observe it in the reality around you. Relativism is taught daily to your children, all of them, all of our kids collectively who go to public school from day one, from kindergarten. Your truth is not my truth. It's different truth. We all have our truth. We have to stand in our truth, the people who sell books to little kids and schools who teach them. We have to stand in our truth. That's the problem in America today. It's not political. It, not, it is, isn't even Joe Biden. He's a major problem, but he's not the problem. The problem today is that we have wandered away from the, the truth of God's word. We have not been steadfast in removal, always abounding in the work of the Lord as a nation, as we started out to become and were in our beginning and founding years. We have moved away from God. We have turned our back on God. And I'm not just talking about those outside the community, outside the family of faith. I'm talking about within the family of faith. Our churches have stood in the pulpits trying to figure out how to somehow embrace the culture so we could, quote unquote, win them. We haven't won them. They have won. We've been silenced. And we've talked about how to have a good day when the world is going to hell in a handbasket. That's the problem. And now we see this in our medical institutions of America, once the finest on the earth. And they're saying one thing to the public while they're mutilating these children behind the scenes for the billions of dollars that are there to be made in this new expansion of medicine. God help us. God's word is forever settled in heaven. Truth is truth. And we're turning our back on truth. And in the God who is truth, almighty God, who created all things. Boy, that bothers me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with me today. And thank you for your support. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Thanks for spending these few minutes with me. We'll see you right here tomorrow.